in your relationships, if you choose to work together and you choose to do life together, please, please, please have compassion. Realize that the other person is not trying to piss you off. Freedom of speech is very, very important. Having spent 25 years supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States. Hey, y'all. Put on your boots, grab your headphones, and let's get a little muddy. As we build a community rooted in the love of dirt roads, whether dust or mud. Welcome to the Dust or Mud Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Dust or Mud Podcast, episode number three. Three. Here we go. All right. All right. Well, I'm Rich. I'm Shelly. Hey. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? Busy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we are. Busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Okay, episode two. Yeah. Recap. Regenerative farming, how we farm. Um, sort of our definition, the, yeah. the way we look at regenerative farming. Yep. Yeah, moving animals around, what it means to us, how we're, what we're doing to our land. If you missed, if you're just tuning in and you've never listened to our podcast before, um, this is only number three, make sure you go back and listen to number one, how we got here, number two, what we're doing while we're here. And number three. Oh, yeah. The joy. What, what is it, Taya? Joy and freedom of a shared goal. A little bit into the relationship and how our relationship, our marriage, family, and how uh, coming together, working every day with a shared goal has impacted our lives. Yeah. So this one's more like, I don't know. Uh, Open open the door. Open and let, the door. And let, let you, you in, in on on our on, on our on our labs. On our relationship, on our, really. Yeah. Between you and I. Yeah. How it how, how it is how it's how changed. it is and how it's changed. I wouldn't say it's changed that much, but it definitely has evolved into something different. Yeah. So, sort of. Okay. That's where we'll go. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the comments. Um, on last week's episode, we had several really good comments and questions and things that made us think. Uh, we love it when people make us think. So if you've got something for us that's going to make us think, please um, put it in the comments. If you're, you know, especially if you're on YouTube and you've, and you've watched it and you have something to say or add to it. Um, one of the comments that kind of got me thinking was a friend of ours. She commented that they definitely are preppers at this point. And kind of got us, after I said that, you know, we're not preppers. And it kind of got me thinking, well, am I? Really? Well, maybe not so much in the stereotypical sense. We don't have 35 years worth of packaged foods and oats sitting around um, the house. But we are in the, in the mode of being prepared for anything that were to come our way, uh, you know, in the world. And trying to be prepared. And so maybe, you know, I had to think of outside it, outside the box, a little of my stereotype on that. And I guess we had other friends point our attention to our pantry, which is technically a a larder. It's large. It's it's about a 10 by 10 room. Such a big pantry and the vegetables and such that we've canned and said, hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe we are. We like to be prepared. We like to be prepared. So one of the things afterwards that we talked about was maybe we just need to change the the negative connotation to prepper, right? Uh, Like if if you're just meaning someone who is prepared, 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do we fit the stereotypical mold of a, a fallout shelter buried in the yard somewhere? No. no we don't fit the stereotypical mold of anything. Okay. Pretty much if people think we're going to go left, we probably go right. Fair. Yeah. And we're independent, you know, thinkers and how can we independently and self be self-sufficient. What does that look like to us? Okay. Yeah. We had another comment I want to, I want to read. I'm enjoying being educated on the whole lifestyle you two have taken. Understanding you're fairly new to selling your beef, pork, and lamb products. Do you feel you have a sustainable business model considering your expenses? I am assuming it's not inexpensive to purchase and raise the animals to get them ready for processing. By the way, quite the teaser for your next episode. So thank you, Grizz, for the comment and again, making us think. Yes. Um, we will, our plan is to dive way down deep into that during our next episode about poultry. Um, the, the short answer to your question is we don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the slightly longer answer is we hope so. And we're building it such that we think we can get there. So one of the key things that we're doing is layered enterprises such that there are things that produce daily to every few weeks, to every few months, to every six months, to every few years. So in, in that, we're being able to um, get a, an amount of cash flow in. And then from there, we think that we can build the business out from that. So we are still less than two years having animals on the farm, with the exception of guardian dogs, still less than two years from having animals on the farm. And the business is starting to pay its own bills. So yeah. that's a, a very encouraging thing for us um, in that the business is, is honestly taking off and starting to take care of itself. Yeah, and he's right. He's so right. The, it is expensive. It's expensive to, the feed is ridiculously expensive whenever we're buying non-GMO feed. Yeah. And that livestock is, of course, expensive. That's your initial, you know, major investment, you know, outside of your property. But having to replenish the feed on an animal that isn't going to turn money for six months, you know, let's take the pigs, for example. There's a lot of money that goes into pigs before you get anything back. So our initial investment got us started, but then you get, you run out of money and now what are you going to do? Well, with any business, especially farming, cash is king here. And if we can continue to create the cash flow through the enterprises you were just talking about, and we'll get deeper into it. If we can keep, you know, maintain cash flow, money going in, we can keep buying hay, feed, and, you know, the, the consumables that are required on a daily basis. Yeah. So certainly appreciate the question and for causing us to think. Um, for those of you who know Shelley and I, we love the conversation that's involved with deep thought type of questions. So yeah. that was that was really cool. So farm update. Okay. What happened on the farm this week? Well, we did a lot with the garden outside of the you know, the money-making farm. We did a lot with the garden. We put up a bunch of tomatoes and we made some more of my, what I call rotel. We made Italian sauces. Um, he picked more pickles. Pickles. He didn't pick pickles. He picked more cucumbers and I've sort of boycotted. Uh, I'm still not making, I still haven't made pickles. I almost <laughs> did yesterday. You almost got me. <laughs> I don't want more pickles. And they were too big. Like they just need to go maybe somewhere else. I put some into the, I, I did 
I did put some of them up, but I'm done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. The other thing we did, um, I, we control, and that'll be a, a, a little bit of a focus for this episode you'll hear, but we control our um, lambing dates by when we put the rams in with the ewes. And so uh, we started having our lambs mid-May, and we're finished having lambs by mid-June. But this year, the the ratio of male to female lambs was off a bit for us. We had we ended up having 21 ewe lambs and only nine ram lambs. And the ewe lambs we use as replacements for the flock, and the ram lambs are the ones that we process to sell uh, lamb. And... So in order to overcome that, we, uh, one of our mentors in this regenerative practice had some ram lambs for sale. So this week we went and picked up 15 more ram lambs. So um, much the same way we do with our, our hogs, we buy feeder pigs and feed them out and then process them. We're going to do the same thing with at least a portion, about a third of the the lamb that we processed this year, um, no, two thirds of the lamb that we processed yeah. this year will be feeder feeder lambs. So yeah. we were very excited to go get them and to be able to spend some time with our mentor and, mm-hmm. and chatting through things. So mm-hmm. that was a big addition to the farm this week was yeah. the 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 fifteen lambs, and they are in with uh, our bottle lambs that we've been feeding for the past couple of months, and so today was weaning day for the bottle lambs. That is a big deal for at least five of the animals on the farm. We had seven bottle lambs. Two of them haven't been drinking a bottle for a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, the five of them have. So big deal for them is that they don't get any more milk now. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow we plan on separating the ewes from the big group of lambs, and everyone will be weaned as of tomorrow. That's right. We'll have a lamb flock, and we will have a ewe, ewe flock. flock. Mm-hmm. And the two rams, our breeding rams, are still in with our dairy cows. So mm-hmm. really have three separate groups of sheep. Yep. And we'll have that until at least December when the ram, uh, sorry, the rams, our breeding rams, go in with the ewes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. That's, That's the big farm update. That's the big farm update. Yeah. So it's always something. Today, topic of the day, the joy and freedom of a shared goal. So um, we wanted, as we were talking through doing this podcast, we didn't want it to be just a, hey, here's what's going on on the farm. We really wanted to talk more about us and what we're doing with, uh, with the hopes of building a community. And by sharing our vulnerability, maybe others would be willing to open up and share. And then we can build a community off of that. Mm-hmm. So in part of of the the thought really behind the podcast we we decided that we were going to share about our relationship mm-hmm. and and how we actually do this thing from a from a interpersonal relationship perspective and not just you know we yeah. here's how we mix feed kind of thing yeah so okay here we go today huh uh-huh. here we go Okay, and we'll we'll try not to. <laughs> it it's not all good and it's not all bad. So there will be quite, hopefully there will be quite the balance in the conversation. Yeah, we wanted we wanted we don't want it to come across as either, right? No, right. Because it, it's it's great and it's difficult. Right. Yes, absolutely. 
yeah. So, um, <laughs> I remember the first day that we were, uh, well, one of the first days we were on the farm and we were working, uh, we were sitting on the tailgate of our problem truck, if anyone knows, the white F-350 that just seems to just be our problem truck. Well, anyway, we're sitting on the tailgate of it and he'd been weed eating and we, this was literally week one. And we were sitting there and both of us were like, this is our life. This is so amazing. We get to do this every day and work together. And oh, it was just wonderful because we felt the freedom, you know, the, the joy of spending time together because we do enjoy each other's company or we would not be doing this lifestyle. Um, and we were enjoying the, the process of beginning the work on the land. We were feeling the freedom of not being connected to the Air Force anymore at that point. Yeah, I, re I remember mm -hmm. the conversation. Yeah. Um, we, we hadn't, we wanted this to be impromptu. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, here you go. Yeah, here um, you go. Uh, I remember that in the conversation, I, I said to you, do you know who told me to weed eat today? Mm -hmm. yeah, you did. No one. No one. No one is who told me to weed eat today. Yeah. We, we did this because this is exactly what, what we, we wanted, wanted to, to do. do today. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was, oh, it, it, the joy just, we, it was just come over us, you yeah. know, of the, of the, even thinking about this could be our life yeah. together, doing this type of thing together every day. Yeah. So that's, you know, was the honeymoon <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Fast forward maybe six weeks, and we got the first sheep onto the farm, and we started doing rotational grazing with our sheep. Yes. And we had purchased uh, nets, sheep nets, from Premier One Fencing and uh, solar chargers. Yeah. And we were now having to try to set up sheep nets. It was very hot. It was, oh, man, it you was know, hot. mid to late September. It was really hot. And our pastures were very overgrown, very brushy, um, you know, three... Waist high. Yeah, at least two yeah. and a half, three feet high yeah. of pretty thick brush, de definitely grass, but a whole lot of brush. And we had to figure out how do we get these nets set up in the pasture such that there's still electricity flowing through the nets because we were very concerned with the predators with predators coming in and mm -hmm. getting to the sheep. So um, obviously I got got some <laughs> survey stakes. Yes, he did. And measured out 164 feet of survey string because that's the length of the net. The net. Yes. And we Put, found one corner and we measured 164 feet in a cardinal direction. <laughs> That's right. I believe we started in the northwest <laughs> corner of the square that we were making yes. because it had to be a square. Uh -huh. And we measured 164 feet towards the east yeah. and found the corner mm -hmm. and then had to figure out how do we make a 90 degree turn. Uh-huh. Because if you don't make a 90-degree turn, it it's doesn't... It's not going to be a square. It's, it's not going to measure gonna out. It's not going to be a square. It it's won't not going to match out, right? Yeah. And so how do we make 90-degree turns now? And we were able to stake out the four corners... <laughs> oh, my God. The four corners... <laughs> I forgot about this. ...of the paddock. <laughs> right. yeah. 
good. And then once we oh. had the four corners staked out, then we could mow mm-hmm. a path so that we could have the netting up without be without having the, yeah. the grass grounded out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then yeah. we wanted to cut that into quadrants. Yes. Now we have to. So now we had it. to find the middle. Yeah. Of 164 the, feet by 164. And find we had to find the, the middle, middle of the square. Yeah. And then once we found the middle of the square, <laughs> then we could find the middle of each side. And <laughs> the then once evolution we, of farming. And <laughs> once we found the middle of each side, we could then stake off the middle of each side to yeah. the middle of the square. And then yeah. we could mow two more lines. Yeah. And then we had four quads. Uh. And... Then we had to figure out how many nets is that going to take? Nets. So the, you want to use the minimum number of nets, yeah. but you'd need it to be easy to move the sheep. So we found how to use the nets. Um, and they say you don't use geometry when you're older. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about, <laughs> about that <laughs> the other day. And um, for, a, for a fighter pilot, you, you come up with the plan and you brief the plan and then you expect to execute flawlessly. Mm-hmm. No, you never will. And then debrief how to get to flawless execution next time. Mm-hmm. And I remember being quite frustrated with the squares not being perfect mm. and um, the nets not matching up perfect. exactly in the middle yeah. once we had measured it out. Yeah, there was some overlap sometimes or we had to pull them up. Because it didn't even meet meet. other times. Yeah. Um, And so (laughs) this was this was really from a work perspective, um, probably Shelley's first introduction to actual working with me. Um, And the uh, we had about that time we had learned that we needed to communicate with each other and Mm -hmm. we really needed to talk about um, what we were thinking and what we were doing and. So I started talking about the thoughts that were in my brain. And um, for a type A fighter pilot type person, when... That's colorful. (laughs) That's what that is. When things don't necessarily match up perfectly, it it is not not positive talk. No. Um, And so I would would share my thoughts with Shell Mm. and... Um, that that took some getting used to, yeah. I think. It took yeah on my end. Yeah, that's what getting used to. Yeah. So and then on on my end. So now I'm she's now subject to all of the negative um, thoughts that are whirling around in my brain when things don't work out perfectly. But for me, that's just part of part of the part of life, yeah. part of work. Yeah. You know, you you try to do it perfectly, it doesn't work. You. You complain about it, and you talk about it, and then you figure out how you're going to make it work perfectly next time. Mm. Um, I think to you, it was like, oh my gosh, he's not happy, he's mad. How can I fix this? What do I need to do to make this better so that you don't have to feel like that? Yeah, and and for me, it was just, look, this is... This is life. This is daily life, right? Like right. It, you, we we want it to go perfectly. It doesn't. We get mad about it and we complain and and stuff. And right. then we debrief what went wrong. And then we talk about how we're going to do it better next time. Yeah. And then just move on, right? Like that's it. It's flushed. Now we we keep going. Yeah. And I I think that was a bit of a a change for you. 
Yeah, we were about three or four months in. When it really started, when I really started understanding, like how you, how you thought at work, not how you thought at home. Because after, you know, twenty, however, twenty nine years or whatever it was of you constant, you know, you're at work and I'm at home, and we spend evenings and we spend weekends together. Well, that's just the fun part of of life, and you know, but I, we didn't work together. I did my work independently. You did your work independently and with, you know, with the people at work. And, but we were, you were a different, you were a different person in, in the Air Force, in that job. You had to be. I understand that. I understand the demands that were, that are placed on, you know, people, you know, doing that job. You know, the requirements are, are what they are. And I understand that it was, the part that I was, I had a hard time understanding was how, how do I do this? You know, how do I be a, a, someone who works with you in this environment? Cause I'm not, I don't really, you know, like that and how, or do you change? Do I change and how, where do we go from there? Yeah. You know, I mean, still very happy with the situation, but it was just be like, sometimes it would be like, Oh, I don't, I don't know this side. Yeah. It isn't an I don't know you. It was an I don't know this side. Yep. You know. And for me it was it, it, it was sort of it, it wasn't even frustrating. It was just curious that um when it wouldn't match up perfectly, you were okay. Oh, yeah. And I'm losing my mind. Oh uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, and so right. it was it was just an interesting thing to see like um it made me think like, what, where am I missing this? You know, like, yeah. how do I, how do I get to, it's really okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, just the differences in, you know, in our separate lives, whenever we were both doing something completely different, I was dealing with kids and teenagers that wouldn't ever write. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, you work, you work, you work, you clean the house, do the kitchen, do whatever. And like in, you know, 30 seconds, it's not, it's going to be over. You know, just enjoy it. And so just the differences, the, that like stark tra- contrast yeah. of the lives and the, you know, the work that we did. Yeah. Now, how do we bring that together? Even, um, you know, fast forward a few months and we started uh, building the house and the, the contractor that came in to do the concrete and, and the structure part of the house, mm-hmm. he, he sort of goaded me a little bit and poked fun and was like, it's not life and death, Rich. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. And well, that was one thing that you had to learn, you know, or, and st- are still in the process, I think some days. Um, but you've walked back like hugely on it, you know, over the past two years, everything is not life or death. Like it is in an airplane. Yeah. Everything can be life or death. I mean, it, it is one or that is the other. And here it's just not regular, just normal run of the mill, life, you know, isn't, nobody's going to die, maybe, you know, most but likely, most yeah. likely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, figuring out how to differentiate between this is actually serious and you should probably be concerned and really mm. it, it doesn't matter, matter. you know, <laughs> yeah, and if I may, I'm going to go just backtrack just one, one little bit about the sheep and us and our, you know, what neuroses over the, <laughs> over the sheep nets and we did have to do some of it the way it was because the grass was so tall we could have just bush hogged it we had a tractor um 
we could have, but we didn't. Um, I think we would now. Actually, we don't farm like that at all anymore. I would like to just point out the fact that our sheep are on a hill, and they don't barely have it. I mean, they have. We have, you know, actual perimeter, perimeter fence, yeah. but yeah, they're on the other side of that hot wire. Huh? Okay, that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they needed more to eat, and they want to eat it over there. You know, if we want to control them, we can. Yeah. And right now, we're we've relaxed a lot. You know, in that. Yeah. In that. Yeah, we have. Of animal control. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's turn the dog loose. That'll be fine. Right. <laughs> we have. We have relaxed a lot. But, you know, you kind of do that with kids, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got them tight. And, then, you know, when they're little. And then as they get older and everybody knows what they're doing, we kind of relax a little bit and let them have a little bit more freedom. Yeah. And hope they don't hang themselves. Yeah. With the rope you give them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, for, for me, it was a... Uh, uh, the the learning to work with you was a a um, slow down, think about it, and then potentially make my own decision that it it isn't necessarily as important as it feels like it is to me right now, mm. and then not. Um, I, I still try very hard to share the, the thoughts, but really maybe try to change my thoughts mm. so that it's not a life or death uh, reaction from me if the sheep net doesn't match up perfectly, right. if it's one foot off. Yeah. So I think that the, you know, the, main, the main thing that we have have learned and can expound on is the absolute essentialness of good communication. Yeah. Not just communication. Right. I mean, there's a lot of ways to communicate, but good communication, clear, you know, communication, you know, daily, what do we do? How do we start our days every single day, you know, with a cup of coffee and yeah, we. I mean, we just call it our morning staff meeting because yeah. I've uh, <laughs> coming from that world. That's... Yeah, different times through yeah. through different leadership positions. Like when I was a squadron commander, my director of operations would come into my office every morning and every afternoon. Yeah. And every morning we would have our own leadership staff meeting, and right. we would talk about okay, what are we doing for the day? And then every afternoon it was okay, how did we do? You know, it was an an actual debrief of the day. And then pretty much the same as the director, uh, my last job, you know, I would sit down with CDN almost every morning, whether at his desk or my desk, and we would talk about, here's what's going on for the day. And so it was, it was really ingrained in me that that, that level of communication between the folks that are actually responsible for the goings on of the operation was very, very important. So we sit down every morning, first thing, and have our first pot of coffee. I literally get a weather brief first. Well? First, weather brief, every morning, first thing. Like, two sips of coffee, weather brief. Sometimes I don't remember it, but that's okay. He does. We have to know if it's dust or mud. <laughs> that's right. And right now, it's it's mud. It's definitely <laughs> it's mud. It's so mud. It's so much mud. Yeah. Okay. So we, you know, daily impact on working together. We have our, we have our morning staff meeting, drink our coffee and talk about the weather 
And based on the weather, what we can get done today, because sometimes it's an inside day, sometimes it's a barn day, sometimes it, man, we've got, a, we've got you know, a whole bunch of things to do outside. We plan accordingly. Um, sometimes it's a lot to do outside because maybe we have a storm coming and we have to just, I mean, we're, the weather does dictate our life, which is not a whole lot different than, you know, in your other life, flying right. airplanes, it yep. dictates everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that kind of, you know, we make our plan, you know, based on that and we will sit right there in our recliners and we will make the, you know, the most, you know, thoughtful laid out plan for the day and walk out the door. Yeah. And it could not, it, the sheep could be doing something weird. The dog has, you know, got the sheep moved to somewhere that it's not supposed to be. The, I mean, thing, there could be a water leak on a water. And then right there, just like that, we have to be flexible and go, huh, all that stuff that we thought we were going to do just dropped on the list. And, for, you know, this just went to the top, you know, of the priorities. Yeah, definitely. Being able to switch the priorities is is very important. Mm -hmm. But I, to me, you, if you don't know what the priority is, you can't really switch it up. You know, if yeah, you're you just sort of, start. you know, wandering with no rudder, you, you there yeah. aren't priorities at all. So be, being able to chat them over and and then adjust from there, I think is is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Like, as far as marriage, life, um, working together, that's, that is a whole new, that's a whole new thing. We never, you know, having never actually worked, this is a business, we're running a, a real thing here and working together. Um, and who's in charge? And what's going to, you know, when we're doing something, you know, who takes the lead on what, you know, are you? The house still has to be cleaned. The yard still needs to be mowed. You know, we used to have you know, gender-oriented tasks, I guess, maybe sometimes. Um, but, you know, now everything just needs to be done, always. And deciding on the, you know, who's going to tackle this or who's going to tackle that is... Um, I think we're getting more in the groove. You know, it's, we've, I mean, after two years... Uh, you know, you taking, you know, a lot of the stuff on the computer, you know, whereas I take stuff, you know, making sure that the milk is, you know, whatever with the customers and stuff. So we kind of fall into our roles um, or we have kind of, you know, sort of landed there. Well, we, ad we adjusted to there, right? When yeah. For the first, I don't know, maybe 18 months of doing this, we did everything, everything together. together. <laughs> everything. Yeah, because he would say to me, that's why we're doing this, to be together. <laughs> you did. I know. And you weren't wrong. No. But I'm, every now I, and then I'd say... I may have taken it a little, <laughs> a little extreme. Too, a little extreme. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And we... <laughs> that never happened. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, every now and then I would say, we have to divide... We might want to divide and conquer on this one. It isn't that I don't want to be with you, but... Somebody's got to vacuum the house or some, you know, this needs to be done and that needs to be done. We, ha we can't choose. So you go do, pick whichever one you want to do. I don't care which one. And I'll do the other one. Yeah. And I think we're starting to get a little better at that. I do. Yeah. I think from a, like most folks talk about change as a pendulum swing, but I don't think we've really swung past 
you know, to where we're just doing separate things now. Right. Like, I believe that we've we've come more towards a middle of doing most things together and the things that can be or need to be done separately, we do. Yeah. And um, don't either one feel slighted because no. there are things that, you know, I can pick the tomatoes while you're canning, canning the, the tomatoes. tomatoes. And that's just yeah. okay. We don't actually both have to pick or both have to can. Yeah. And that, that has been... I mean, it may sound silly, but it's been a, a transition. It's been a bit of a change yeah, for has. us to, to get to there. Yeah. Um, it was so important, you know, when when we made this decision and, and we talked about uh, do we retire completely um, and, and do this life, one of, our, one of the things that we talked about was what would we buy if we continued to have a job, like if we had more income, what would we buy? Mm -hmm. And my immediate answer when you asked me that was time. I would buy time. And so it was it was so important. Well, you said time with my family. Yeah, time with my family. Not just That's time. what I would buy. You would buy I would buy time, time with, with my, my family. family. And then we we discussed that it's like well, while very expensive from a potential earnings perspective, we can get there by right. just retiring. Yes. And so the, then when you take that, especially in my mind where I'm prone. <laughs> I'm now, I'm buying my time. I'm not at work. I'm buying my, everything has a, yeah. yeah. And prone to take things to a bit of an extreme. Now, okay, if this was the decision that I made was I did this whole thing to have time with you, then here we go. I'm having time with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, and so know. Uh, like, like the sheep, Nets. It's been, um, for for me at least, it's been a, a a series of okay, walk it back just a little bit. We don't have to go quite as quite as far extreme, right. maybe. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's working. It's working well. It's been adjustments, but they haven't been like we need to do this adjustment. You know, we've just kind of made some adjustments, seeing where it needs to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh, okay. <laughs> And I would recommend to anybody who is considering, um, you know, I, it's not just the farming lifestyle. It's, you know, people who are coming up on retirement and thinking they want to go live, whether you're wanting to do an RV life or whether you're wanting to do, you know, a homestead life or just go sit, I mean, go sit in a condo on the beach life. Yeah, yeah. You're, you just probably spent the majority of your adult life apart and to be honest, often, often like the, you know, when we deploy and redeploy, you know, you're going to have to get used to each other. And, you know, more than likely, you don't know who the other person really is on the other half of their life. And, you know, be flexible and give yourself time and the opportunity to, you know, feel that out. Communicate a lot about what you're thinking. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah. So back to yeah, the shared cool. goals. We have shared goals. Um, we even sat down uh, right before before we even came here. We were still living in Maryland. And we wrote down our goals. We wrote down our why. Um, we came up with five-year goals together so that we were both on the same page. Yeah. And you know, I don't know where we are in all of those. Right the second. Um, that's something I think we should revisit. And see if we're, you know, I know we're on the right track, but I don't know, you know, exactly specifically, you know, each goal 
you know, have we hit that target yet? Um, but, you know, we're definitely fulfilling our why. Yeah. You know, every day together. And that, of course, is um, worth getting up every day. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. It sure is. So, you know, we also have experiences, you know, every day as we go along towards these shared goals that we have. And not all of them are good. <laughs> Another story. We hadn't had cows very long. And we were moving some sheep. We were checking on the sheep, actually, in one pasture. And we hadn't had cows for very long, a little while. Um, but we, he looked up and he goes, uh, there goes our cows up the driveway headed towards the road, which is a county dirt road, but out the property. And of course we like jumped on the side by side and just, you know, went as fast as we could and jumped in front of them and stopped them and turned them around and, you know, sort of sent them back towards the pasture they were supposed to be in. Um, so that kind of leads to how they got out. Why did they get out? Uh, and then what was our sort of response? It was a very, er it was very early on, on this farm. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we had the cows down in one of our bottom pastures and we had segregated the pasture into different paddocks. Mm -hmm. And we did that with a single wire of poly wire electrified. The, the cows and came to us trained. The cows know they and knew. they respect the wire right. and all is well. Well, because all is well and the cows respect the wire, we left the gates open to the, to the pasture um, because we had them controlled with the single polywire. If you know anything about electricity and animals, it is a psychological barrier. It is not a physical barrier, right? right? A physical barrier is a fence that yeah. they can't get through. That's a physical barrier. Psychological is I don't really want to touch that wire because it hurts. So I'll stay here. So I'll stay here. Well, it turns out that... Um, some some folks were running coyotes with their hound dogs, and the hound dogs ran through the the pasture with the cows. The cows, whether right or wrong, thought the dogs were chasing them, and all of a sudden the psychological barrier was no longer a barrier. Ran right through the wire, kept on running, yeah, so, turned the corner, yeah, and out they, they were coming. They went to the end of the pasture. The gate was open. Out they went. They turned the corner, and they I don't know where they were going. But they were going there, and they were going there quickly. Yeah. So um, w w one of the key takeaways was maintain control of the of the situation. And for us, a psychological barrier isn't necessarily control. It's it, you know it, it's close, but it's not actual control. Right. We did end up spending about six hours looking for two of our cows that happened to be in the trees very near the pasture that they were in but we did you can't see a cow in the trees very well they can disappear like nobody's business and so we spent a lot of time trying to get them back where they belonged and yeah my my apple watch told me i walked about 10 miles during yeah, that episode lot. of up and down the hills yeah. trying to find the cows i mean at one point the cows that we were trying to get back into the pasture had gone up the hill towards the national forest i mean like it was it was, it was a, quite the quite the ordeal it was. and so the the learning experience coming out of that really was the maintain control. Yeah, maintain control. We didn't shut the gate because of the time that it takes to get out and open and close the gate. Yeah. Or get off the side by side and open and close the gate. Oh, they'll and, be fine. I mean, they don't go anywhere. They haven't gone anywhere all this time. Yeah. So we we learned yeah. definitely to maintain control. Maintain control. And having that was early on and now our <laughs> 
we, you learn through your experiences and we've learned a lot. I mean, we've learned so much about farming and animal husbandry, animal, animal control. Um, and on that one, if, if you remember right, Shell, we, I was behind the herd of animals that we were trying to get back into the pasture and I had gotten the bulldog eyes rolled back into That's my right. nugget. These animals are going right back into the pasture that we just had them in because that's where I want them. And they're going there. And they're going there. By golly. By golly. Yeah. And here we go. And I was behind them and we went up and down the hills and through the pastures and around and around. And finally, somebody said, why don't you we? You said, hey, why don't we just close the gate? And leave them in this pasture. And right leave here. them in this pasture. The one that they were in that I was trying to chase them out of to get them back to the pasture that and I And let them, like, in. calm down because they're, like, wily-eyed. And so... Everybody was wily-eyed. It was, it, including me. <laughs> and it was one of those where it, the, um, the absurdity of what I was doing and the absolute common sense of what you suggested somehow broke through the, yeah. the trance that I was in. And it's and, like, fine. <laughs> Let's just close the gate. And we did. <laughs> and so we closed the gate, and then everybody calmed down. And it yeah. was like, oh. oh. Yeah. And we okay. found the two cows. They were literally in the trees right near the pasture where they were. And right. And we had to open one gate and say, and, come, come on, on, cows. cows. Yeah. And, and, they, and they went in. Here they were. And, you know, all of that was all of that was human. You know, the cows just did what cows do. Yeah. You know, and generally that's the case, you know, with our animals, is they do what animals do. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, but so last week, whenever we got the ram lambs, we did not just back up and turn them loose. We needed to do a few things to them, and I, we were driving along, like, oh, we can put them in this pen, we can put them in the cow pens, and then we could work them, all this. And we're just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. How about we leave them on the trailer, bring the stuff to them, tend to them on the trailer, in a not even on the trailer, on half of the trailer, because we had it cut in half with the door. And like everybody just in one small spot. Yeah. And we'll just do them all right here and then we'll let them go. We'll let everybody out. Yeah. yeah. So, so lessons we, learned. Yeah. Maintaining control there was, was definitely key. Yeah. Whenever you bring an animal onto the farm for the first time, they're freaked out no matter where they're coming from. They've been from, riding right? in a, a loud hot trailer. Yeah. So they're giving them time to, yeah. to relax. So ma maintaining control while we were wanting to do things to them was great. So keep them tight, keep them controlled, get the stuff done, turn them loose, let them calm down and relax, not turn them loose and then try to round them back up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we are learning. Yeah, we're learning. Yeah. Maintain control. Yeah. You know, well, that sounds like something you've said over the years, you know, aircraft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever, whatever, maintain and maintain control for sure. Maintain aircraft control. Yeah. That. Yeah, good. Um, so as far as our dreams and our aspirations, you know, go um, with the farm, with the business, with um, our family, the land, you know, we built the house, check. Yeah. And, you know, as we go forward, it's not, I, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't know if you do, but I don't feel like, oh, I've arrived. All the dreams are done. Oh, no. No, you know, not even close. Or the aspirations. Yeah. But I, but I don't know that I can put a finger on all of it either. Yeah. No, I, I mean, to it, it's 
to me, it really is like we're cliche living the dream, right? Like this, this is what we wanted to do, and daily we get up and do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as you know, I guess it's you know just the way we're wired. But you know the what's the next and what's the next. You know, we talked about the farm is now making. You know the the products are now making some and able to you know pay its own bill, which was the like the goal. If we if the farm can sustain itself, we pay our bills. If the farm can pay its bills we're winning you know is that is that the end end all be all are we going further forward do we want more or do we want to pull back and go you know in another direction and that's something we communicate with you know with each other and we talk about a lot yeah you know where do we we were just talking about pulling back on a few things the other day yeah you know and communication you know again um has been key and essential mm-hmm. in sure. all of it yeah so does that kind of cover I think so. enough about us for about the second? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> and we still have to, you know, we can be business partners and we can be um, mom and dad. So we've worked in that aspect, you know, in that realm before having to make decisions constantly. But, you know, to anyone listening, we also like each other and we have to maintain, you know, the husband wife, you know, relationship too. Yeah. I think that because there's just a lot going on, I think that is a that is a place where we could probably work and do better at, you know, the, you know, lack of a better word, you know, the romance side of our, you know, of life, um, you know, taking time, going on dates, whether it's just a, you know, riding, taking a toddy, you know, toddy toodle down to the river or, you know, creek or whatever, and taking time for just you and I. Yeah. So I think that's a... It is easy to fall into a work type relationship yeah and you know to remember to also focus on the non-work side mm-hmm. um easier in the winter when it's not you know the days aren't so long yeah right yeah for sure <laughs> so, so i think that's a that you know as far as the debriefing is concerned i think that's a place where you and i could do a little uh i don't know extra work cool yeah yeah i agree okay cool yeah so i i sprung the the impromptu segment on you last week with the current events. Yes, so you did. Uh, I, I think that you sort of saw this one coming since I had done it. Well, I wasn't sure if it was a regular week, so thing in your brain. Yeah. Or... So in my brain, it's a regular thing. So current event, here you go. I'm going to, I'm going to just sort of read a little, a little current event and we'll get you to respond to it. So there's a case going on right now, um, brought by the Missouri attorney general It is Missouri et al. v. Joseph R. Biden Jr. et al. The summary is public statements, emails, and publicly released documents establish that the President of the United States and other senior officials in the Biden administration violated the First Amendment by directing social media companies to censor viewpoints that conflicted with the government's messaging on a certain event. Mm. Now, The charge is that the insidious censorship was the direct result of the federal government's campaign to silence those who voice perspectives that deviate from those of the Biden administration, and that that censorship struck at the heart of what the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was designed to protect, free speech, especially political speech. Mm. The attorney general was granted a motion from a federal judge to block 
the Biden administration from communicating with social media companies about suppressing posts on certain events. So, what do you think? Yay, free Missouri. Yeah? Yeah. Go, Attorney General. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, appreciate your work there, sticking your neck out. Yeah. I believe it was uh, brought initially by Schmidt, who preceded him, but Bailey's taken on the... uh, taken the the baton yeah. if you will and is really yeah. sprinting with it right now you know i don't really know that all of the angle inside the you know the politics that he has or you know missouri or i mean I, a little bit but not it doesn't matter um or what the politics is on the other side of it or what they think you know my thing is whatever it is you know, freedom of freedom of speech being attacked in that way, that that's 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 scary. So I, I think if you were to boil it down, it was the government pressured the social media sites to remove um, posts that did not agree with what the government saw as fact. So the government decided what was fact, mm. and then forced social media companies to remove speech that was contrary to what the government said. That sounds like other countries from, I don't know, back in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. To me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, it does. That's what they did. Yeah. That's what Stalin did. Right. That's what, you know... That's what they did in Germany in the 1930s. Yeah, so... It sounds very Orwellian, and but we're living it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, from, from my perspective, it, it's the freedom of speech is very, very important. Having spent 25 years supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States, the idea that, you know, the, the right to speak out against the government is being squashed by the government is unacceptable unacceptable absolutely unacceptable yeah yeah so this is one um often in my in my blogs i i say hi from free missouri and that's Mm. not a city that's a a (laughs) state of being that's not a city i i believe that um in this particular state we do Um, enjoy a lot of freedoms having lived all over the world in this particular state we enjoy a lot of freedoms even more so than folks in other states inside these united states and Mm. i'm trying to draw a little bit of attention to that by referring to it as free Free Missouri. missouri yeah and on this one i say hooray yeah to the attorney general and keep up the good work that's right this is a good fight yeah absolutely definitely one worth falling on your sword for, you know, them, not, I mean, I don't have to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm a civilian, but I, but I'm rooting for you. Yeah, for I sure. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. If we can't speak out against our government it either side, right? any of it, Yep. I, I don't care what your opinion is. Right. I want you to be able to say it. Yeah. You know, you fought for that. I supported that. Our friends fight for that and support that. Our kids, our kids yeah. are fighting for that, that very right whether I agree with you or not, you have the right to say your piece. That's all part of the whole American experience. That's right. right? Is yeah. We don't have to agree. And let's keep it that way. Yeah. You know, 
Cool. Well, uh, all right. Current event. That's good. We're going to do that up. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, make sure you go back and check out our episode one, who we are, why we're here, episode two, what we're doing. And we'll carry on this conversation next week uh, as we talk, just kind of dive into um, some more farming stuff. Chickens? Chickens? Yeah. Next week is the joys of pasture-raised poultry. So we will go um, deep into that enterprise yeah. on the farm. Yeah. Uh, we'll share the story of the beef chicken. <laughs> what is a beef chicken? That's right. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And um, hopefully have another interesting current event, maybe. Well, maybe not too interesting. If we can, if we can find something. <laughs> Some stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do um, enjoy this, please give us a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe. Share it on your social media uh, if you can or, you know, would, like, would choose to. Uh, it really helps out the algorithms to know, you know, people are watching it and then it will show it to more people. That's the way the AI works. Well, is it AI? It's yes. Yes. Okay. So sort of. The, okay. And for for me especially, the comments are very very helpful. Oh, yeah. Keep the, on coming. The insightful comments um, really give us something to think about yeah. and give us some fodder that we know is interesting to you that we can then chat about. So please do keep the comments coming. And just one last thing. If, you've, if you're still listening to this, you know, my one thing is in your relationships, if you choose to work together and you choose to do life together, please, please, please have compassion. Realize that the other person is not trying to piss you off. Communicate with one another and, you know, just try to just take take a small breath and 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 enjoy life. Here, here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just had to get that out. Like, I, I'm going to wrap that up. So, okay. There anyway. we go. Okay. Well, until next week, All right. everybody, take care. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.